Grab your mason jars, strap on that apron. It's time for Canning with the Diva. Making her mark across the globe. Teaching you how to safely preserve delicious recipes. Please welcome your host, Diane Devereaux, the Canning Diva. Thank you for tuning in. This is Diane Devereaux, the Canning Diva, and I am super happy to have you back listening in to Canning with the Diva. I am excited to share with you one of my favorite recipes that I actually just finished canning myself because I ran clear out, uh, my sausage and bean soup recipe. Now, this is something that you can eat year-round, but I must say it is truly a hearty soup that is so enjoyable during the cold winter months. And here in Michigan, we finally got a snowfall. Um, it stuck. <laughs> it didn't melt. So unfortunately, um, winter is here and I have to accept that. <laughs> Don't really want to, but yep, I have no choice. The snow is here for a bit. And I do believe if the forecast is accurate, we are going to have a pretty large snowstorm that's going to hit tomorrow and we're going to get snow clear through the next four or five days. So I'm actually looking forward to hunkering down. That's the beauty of being a home canner and having a pantry full of ready-made foods because now um, I don't have to go to the store. And my sausage and bean soup is one of those amazing recipes that yes, you may enjoy year-round, but it's especially uh, fun to heat up a couple quarts and serve the family with maybe some home-baked bread on the side or um, if you like croissants, popping those in the oven. So yeah, super fun recipe. We're going to go through the ingredients and we're going to go through the step-by-step -step instructions together. Um, one of the reasons I love sharing soup recipes with all of you is... They are not only my favorite, but they are some of the easiest to pressure can. So for those of you new to pressure canning and you want to start somewhere, um, by all means, grab your favorite soup recipe. Let's get it in a jar. Let's get it on your pantry shelf. Build your confidence and see just how valuable pressure canning is to um, creating delicious soups and stews and stocks and broths and all that good fun stuff. Now, um, the home canned stocks and broths, I get asked this a lot. So before I dive into the recipe, um, many of you who preserve your own broths and stocks, just as I do, um, you'll see in some of my recipes where I encourage you to use those in your canning recipes. Just know that you don't have to. You know, I understand bone broth or bone stock is coveted. You know, I covet mine. <laughs> I get it. It's a lot of work and I want to use that stock to make fresh soups with. So by all means, if you'd like to use a commercial purchased, you know, stock or broth in any of your canning recipes, you're completely welcome to do so. Uh, some of you might even have some of those bullion cubes on hand and you use that uh, to make your, your stock or your broth. That's fine. That is totally fine. Use what is convenient for you. Uh, there's neither, none of those are unsafe. You can definitely use your commercially canned or your own. Um, for those of you that um, are vegetarian, 
just because this recipe is sausage and bean um, doesn't mean you have to add the sausage and it doesn't mean you have to use the beef stock. You can use vegetable stock and omit the sausage. Uh, so feel free to get creative. Soup making, the other reason I like it the most is, you know, from a, from a canning perspective, most of your soups, uh, especially with protein, are going to process for the full time and temperature, which is 75 minutes for pints and 90 minutes for quarts in a pressure canner. Okay. That gives us a lot of flexibility, a lot of leeway with some uh, omissions and substitutions, especially if you have food allergies or you just live a certain lifestyle that maybe doesn't incorporate a particular ingredient. Um, some of us are even watching um, certain ingredients because of our gut health. So just know that you have quite a bit of flexibility when you're home canning soups and stews um, from an ingredient standpoint. And if ever you have a question and you're not sure how to proceed with a substitution, feel free to reach out to me. My website is canningdiva.com. I have a, you know, a contact me form on there. You're welcome to send me a message. You're also welcome to email me directly. My email address is diane at canningdiva.com and I'll be happy to give you a hand. Okay, so let's dive into this delicious soup canning recipe. Again, it's sausage and bean soup. Um, one of my family favorites, I just had to preserve a whole bunch of it because I was out. <laughs> I will preserve this uh, three to four times a year just to give you a heads up. Uh, for, and I don't have a very large family. I'm getting closer and closer to being an empty nester, sadly. Oh, not ready for that. Um, but I, we're going to take a quick minute because I have something wonderful to share, talking about empty nesting. Um, one of my friends who is also a, a meteorologist for Wood TV, she's here in West Michigan. Uh, Wood TV is an NBC affiliate. And, you know, she's on TV early in the morning giving us, you know, all the, the popular news and, and, and weather. Uh, so that's why I'm I, I want her to be inaccurate when she says the snowstorm is coming because I'm still not ready. Oh, my goodness. But her name is Terry DeBoer, and Terry has been an amazing part of our society here in West Michigan. And outside of being a meteorologist uh, for not only Wood TV, but on a lot of popular radio stations, she is also an author like me. And I wanted to quick share with you her recent book called Brighter Skies Ahead, Forecasting a Full Life When You Empty the Nest. And I, you know, I thought I would give a, a nice shout out to not only Terry, but to her amazing book. She did such a beautiful job. She wrote uh, in, it, with such love and, and zest and relatability. The beautiful thing about Brighter Skies Ahead is it also has a companion journal. So if you're into reading and you just feel you're going to get the best of just, you know, reading the book cover to cover, that's awesome. That's made available to you. If you want to take it a step further and journal along with what you're reading, make notes, things that you can reflect back on. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but writing is therapeutic for me. Uh, for those of us that have that have journaled, you know, when we're younger and have continued to do so even into adulthood, you know, there's a lot of therapeutic attributes to that. And I just love that she created this companion journal, which the goal when doing so is to, you know, help you find the joy 
in your next season of life. And, you know, it's like having a mirror uh, based on what you're reading. You're, you're looking back and you're able to write this down. You're able to reflect back six months later. If you don't have time to read the whole book, you can you can kind of flip through your journal again. And I think sometimes the beauty in, journalize, in journaling is realizing um, what might have changed. You know, who, who were you a year ago? Are you that same person? Where have you grown? And so Brighter Skies Ahead, uh, you can get her amazing book. Let me read you the back cover. Uh, but you can get her amazing book on Amazon or also on her website, which is terrydebore.com. And that's T-E-R-R-I-D-E-B-O-E-R.com. And um, she'll even sign that for you. So definitely make sure you you... Um, if you if you want a signed copy, you head over to her website. Otherwise, it's available on Amazon.com. But let me read this back cover before we dive into canning my delicious sausage and uh, bean soup recipe. So it says, millions of Americans will become empty nesters over the next decade, a time of change that's often met with sadness and grief. Brighter Skies Ahead is an encouraging, easy-to-read journey through 50 strategies for weathering the transition from full house to empty nests. With wit and wisdom, Terry DeBoer breaks down the past, present, and future of a parent's life cycle with practical exercises for each season, including thoughtful reflection, inviting readers to find purpose and hope in this new season of life. Isn't that beautiful? And what's so cool is with that journal, that's what I was getting at with that reflection aspect. So as you're reading and reflecting on your life and what might even be ahead, you know, I'm super excited, you know, to, to read this to kind of prepare a little bit. So it's not such a shell shock, you know, when my daughter goes off to college, because then I'm really going to be an empty nester. So even though it's not there for me yet, I'm so excited to read Actually, I already started <laughs> to finish reading Brighter Skies Ahead by Terry DeBoer because I want to have everything possible at my disposal so that I am not struck with grief and sadness. I want to be able to celebrate the fact that my children are going off into the world and becoming adults and, you know, carving their own path. Um, so I'm really excited at what uh, Terry was able to put together. And I encourage all of you to pick up a copy, like I said, Brighter Skies Ahead, either at Amazon.com or on her website at terrydebore.com. Okay, so let's let's get back into pressure canning here, this amazing soup. As I said, I had to put up about seven quarts. I was out, uh, and that's going to happen. That's the beauty, right? And the reason we do this, we need to eat our home canned goods. And if you, what have I always said? To all of you, if you don't eat it or you don't like it or you don't find yourself rotating it out of your pantry in, in, a, in a reasonable fashion, then don't can it. So um, we're going to run through the ingredient list, tune in, we'll jot some notes down, get a feel for the recipe prior to worrying about omissions and substitutions. Okay, let's get through the list here. We're going to start with one and a half cups of dried pinto beans, which is roughly eight ounces. We're going to also use one and a half cups of dried black beans, also eight ounces. Two tablespoons of olive oil. One large onion finely diced, which will yield one and a half cups. Two stalks of celery, and we're going to chop that into half inch thick pieces, and that will yield one cup. Four garlic cloves minced. 
two pounds of sausage, whether it be Italian, spicy, or sweet, it's your call. Eight cups of beef bone stock, four cups of water, four medium carrots peeled and cut into half inch thick rounds, which will yield two cups, two bay leaves, a half a teaspoon of coarse sea salt, a quarter teaspoon of ground black pepper, and one bunch of kale. We're going to remove the stems and coarsely chop those leaves. Okay, now earlier in the episode, I was sharing with you, you know, omissions and substitutions based on your lifestyle and your dietary needs. For those of you who don't like pinto beans or you don't like black beans, you can compensate and play with with whatever dried bean you'd like. So if you'd rather have navy and pinto and omit the black, whatever the case may be, just make sure that you're not exceeding three cups of dried beans, which is 16 ounces, okay? For those of you who may not like pork sausage, pork isn't in your diet, but you like turkey sausage, you're welcome to substitute that. That is not an issue. And for my vegetarian friends out there, if you don't want meat at all, Go ahead and omit it. Not a problem. You can actually even add an additional cup and a half of dried beans to compensate for omitting the two pounds of sausage. Same goes for the beef bone stock. If you don't have stock on hand and all you have is broth, no problem. Go ahead and use it. If you are a vegetarian or you don't want any meat byproducts used in your recipes, use vegetable stock. And for those of you who want to switch up the vegetable, let's say you're not a fan of celery and carrots, um, you'll keep the celery, but nah, you'd rather have green peas or green beans, that's okay. You just have to make sure that you're swapping it out with a same ratio or volume of, of that particular vegetable that you're wanting to substitute. So in this case, it's two cups of cut carrots, right? Then you would just swap it with two cups of whether it be green beans or one cup of peas and one cup of green beans. You're getting the picture. All right, let's dive into the instructions because I know one of the questions burning on your mind as you're tuning in is what if I don't have dried beans? Okay. What if all I have on, on hand is commercially canned or home canned beans? Not a problem. You may use it. It's just the math is going to be a little different. So your yield might be a little different. So for those of you that want to use either commercially canned or home canned pinto and black beans, you would use two 15 ounce cans or two pints of each. So that would be four 15 ounce cans or four pints of home canned beans. Okay. And if you're going that route and you're not using dried, then you would skip this next step. step. But for those of you that are um, going to be using the dried beans, uh, let's get those prepped and here's what we're going to do. All right. So I want you to thoroughly rinse and clean your dried beans. And I want you to kind of pick through the lot and I want you to discard any disfigured, shriveled uh, beans, anything with, you know, any debris, Sometimes there's even rocks in the bag. It happens, folks. So I want you to take your time to, you know, kind of sift through this with your hands, uh, run them underwater, remove anything that looks suspect, and give them a really good rinse. 
Next, I want you to place those cleaned beans into a stock pot and I want you to fully cover them with water. And I'm gonna say a good two to three inches above the beans, okay? We really wanna make sure there's enough water in there. We're gonna bring that stock pot to a boil over medium high heat. Once it's at a boil, I want you to reduce the heat to low and I want you to cover and simmer the beans for about 30 minutes, please. And then once you're done and the timer goes off, remove one cup of the bean cooking liquid and set that aside. And then I want you to dump the beans and the liquid, dump everything into a colander and let it drain and just set aside. All right, now in a different large stock pot or clean the stock pot you were using and, and, and start, start anew, um, I want you to place the olive oil into the stock pot on medium high heat. I want you to then add your diced onions, your celery and your minced garlic. And I want you to saute everything until the onions are translucent, which takes about five to eight minutes depending on the size you cut them. From there, I want you to add the sausage. I prefer Italian sausage, okay? I think it has the yummiest flavor for the soup. Some of you might prefer a spicier sausage because you like a little heat. Uh, others of you may prefer like a sage-based. That's totally fine. Those, are the, those of you that think sage is a no-no for home canning, it is not a no-no. It's not unsafe. It's just a very pungent herb, so a little goes a long way. Um, I certainly wouldn't add any sage to the recipe overall, but that little bit that's in the sausage isn't going to hurt a thing. However, if you are sensitive to that herb and sage isn't one of your favorites, definitely don't use sage, sage sausage, you know. Um, so pick which sausage works for you. Get that in the stock pot. Make sure you're breaking it apart as it's cooking and allow that to cook for upwards of eight to ten minutes because we do not... Uh, want it raw, we want it cooked through. After everything's cooked through, I want you to go ahead and add the beef bone stock, the water, carrots, bay leaves, salt, and pepper. And I want you to bring that to a boil over medium-high heat and then reduce the heat once it's at a boil and we're going to simmer it for about five minutes. After that five minutes, I want you to go ahead and I want you to empty the colander of the rehydrated beans into the stock pot, give it a good stir, and then add that one cup of reserved bean cooking liquid to the stock pot. And now is when you add your chopped kale leaves. Mix everything really well and just let that simmer for an additional five minutes and then remove the stock pot from heat. Now here's the fun part because what's very important with soup is that we get an even ratio of salads to liquids in every jar. And the way we go about doing that is we use a slotted spoon. If you were to immediately grab a ladle and start ladling the soup into the jars, what's going to happen is the first few jars are going to be very, very high concentration of the solids. And as you work your way through the stock pot, as you get to the last bit of jars, they seem to have far more liquid and barely any solids. So to avoid this from happening, start with a slotted spoon and I want you to fill each jar three quarters full with the sausage vegetable bean mixture, okay? I want you to make sure you're seeing that ratio in all of the jars before we get to the liquid, okay? Next, I want you to ladle the hot soup liquid over the mixture, but I want you to make sure you're leaving an inch of headspace. 
remove any trapped air pockets, and then add any additional liquid if needed to maintain that one inch headspace. As always, I encourage people to wipe their jar rims with a bit of vinegar that has been soaked onto the washcloth or paper towel. Vinegar is going to cut through any greasy residue. It'll cut through spices. Um, it just helps give our jar rims that last leg up before we put a lid and a ring on there. So go ahead and get all of your rims cleaned. And don't be afraid to kind of pinch and twist into that rim. You don't just want to clean the top. You want to get a good eighth of an inch, even upwards of a quarter of an inch, into that jar. You want to clean that whole area. It helps avoid things from creeping up onto that rim when they're getting hot and active in the pressure canner. Now, once your lids and rings are placed onto each jar, I want you to put your jars into the pressure canner and then get that canner going on some high heat. Uh, for those of you new to canning, one of the tips that uh, us veteran canners do is we make sure we put a splash of vinegar into the canner water. So most pressure canners are going to require you to put three quarts of water in the pressure canner. Um, some of the canners will actually have a line etched into the inner side of the vessel, and that's kind of like your water indicator line. That's when that's that's where you add that vinegar. Just I don't really measure. Um, if you need, if you're if you're the type that has to measure, I would say two tablespoons. Otherwise, what I do is I just walk up to the canner with a jug of vinegar in my hand and I just give it a good splash. What that's going to do is it's going to keep the mineral deposits off of your jars which is that cloudy white substance that is a real pain in the neck to get off of your jars. It prevents that from happening. And for those of us who have well water and not city water, which well water tends to be a bit harder with more mineral deposits, um, that vinegar in the canner water is a true blessing. So go ahead and, and add that before you place your jars in there. Or if you forgot, go ahead and throw it in right after. And then get the lid on your canner and get to, get to processing. Now, because this recipe is so low in acid, and rightfully so, it's heavy protein. It's, it's Even if you're using a vegetable stock over a beef stock, the acidic value is just, it's very, very low. And so this is one of those recipes that's going to process for the full time and temperature, which is 75 minutes for pints and 90 minutes for quarts. Now, for those of you uh, in higher elevations, you know, you have to adjust your PSI accordingly. But for those of us with no elevation using a standard pressure canner, we're going to process at 11 PSI if we have a dial gauge or 10 PSI if we have a weighted gauge. And um, yep, 75 minutes for pints, 90 minutes for quarts. Those of you who have a 23 quart pressure canner and an additional flat rack, making a double or triple batch of this recipe will really give you a lot of pints. And I personally love canning this in pints because I will eat a pint for lunch. It's the perfect portion. It's an individual size. I love it. And it just makes meals so much healthier during noontime versus, you know, snacking on things I shouldn't or God forbid running through the drive-thru. So I, I highly encourage you to preserve this in both quarts and pints, especially if you have um, more than one person to feed. Those quarts are going to come in handy. All right. We have just went through the delicious and hearty recipe called sausage and bean soup. 
Um, I've given you how to preserve it in a jar. And when you go to eat it, some of the fun things I like to do is pop a, a loaf of beer bread in the oven or, you know, get a small um, roll of croissants going. It's really delicious eating with fresh hot bread. It is just, it's so yummy. If you don't have hot bread or you don't feel like baking bread, no worries. Some good old fashioned soda crackers are also just delicious with this. Gives it a nice uh, crunch, you know, to the soup. But uh, there's really no wrong way. This is a very hearty and delicious meal that you can enjoy any time of the year. And I'm so thankful for you tuning in to learn how to preserve it. Woohoo! All right. For those of you that require some additional recipes and want to dive deeper into pressure canning, I highly recommend my cookbook, The Complete Guide to Pressure Canning. It's going to give you everything you need to know to can meats, vegetables, meals in a jar and more. And it is available on Amazon, Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, and also my website at canningdiva.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you pick up your copy of Brighter Skies Ahead by Terry DeBoer. And um, maybe even consider that for a really awesome gift idea, seeing that the holidays are around the corner. That's, that's a good option, too. But until next time, everyone, I wish you all the best and happy canning, of course. And... Be sure to stay connected with me by signing up for my newsletter on my website at canningdiva.com. I have some amazing things in store. Mum's the word, but if you follow me and subscribe to my newsletter, you're going to hear about it before everyone else. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Canning with the Diva. For tips, recipes, and techniques, please visit us online at canningdiva.com.